my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. iHeartRadio presents Podversations, a weekly discussion with the biggest names and influencers in podcasting. Want to learn the secret psych-up ritual scrub stars Zach Braff and Donald Faison use before every fake Doctor's Real Friends taping? How Vice News parachutes into war zones to rescue journalists from life-threatening situations? Or why Keegan-Michael Key and Blumhouse believe 3D audio is the future of storytelling? Whether you're a newbie trying to break into the podcast game or an exec trying to refine your playbook, Podversations is the easiest way to keep your pulse on the industry. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for hanging out with us for another installment of the iHeart Podcast webinar speaker series. This is probably my favorite part of the week because we get to stop down and talk to a partner, a creator, a content maker that we have a relationship with and try to support. And I think what's cool about podcasting is creators come from a lot of different kinds of mediums. None of us honestly started out as podcasters quite yet. And so these have lent themselves to really cool conversations that yes, have been about podcasting, but about a lot of stuff. This week is no exception. It'll be an awesome conversation with Will Fulton. First of all, Will, thank you so much for showing up and hanging out with us. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. So Will does a show that's a co-production between Thrillist and iHeartMedia called Explorers. And the show focuses on different aspects of travel. I think it's cool because it's constantly a kind of unique take on travel. We'll get into all of that. The new season of the show is out this October. Let's jump in first in a question that is not planned, but I'm fascinated by anyway. 
we're talking about a travel podcast at its core. And I know that it does travel, like I said, in its own different way and covers areas and topics inside travel that I think are really cool and unique. But travel seems to be a weird topic to be talking about today and in the last year and a half and maybe two years now. How do you as someone who, at least as part of what you create and put out there in the world, as you tell stories about travel and you try to change people's perspectives on travel, how did you look at the world in March of 2020, in maybe December of 2020, (laughs) maybe now, like how did you process quarantine as the kind of creator that you are? Because I imagine you were like, whoa, what do I do with this? How did you work through that? No, that's a great question. And I think the interesting thing is we decided to make a travel podcast during the pandemic. It wasn't something that we had before that, you know, all of a sudden COVID hits and we had to scramble and adjust. We, We made the purposeful decision to release this during quarantine. And I think, you know, Thrillist has been a brand for over a decade and we've been focused on telling people where to go and more importantly, what to do when they get there. And the quarantine wasn't going to stop that. People still turned to us. It became less of, you know, how to plan this awesome trip to the south of France and more like how to be a voyeur and imagine going somewhere else because I think we all needed that, right? I think we all needed that escape, even if it was a mental escape. So I think for the first few months, it was that, right? It's, hey, you know, we want to hear your best travel stories. We want to be able to have our audience live vicariously through things that we did before. And I honestly think that it got a lot of people through those tough months where everything was unsure. Uh, We saw it on our website that people were just really interested in reading about these, you know, locations that we couldn't visit and watching videos about that. And we tried to tap into that wanderlust that wasn't being satisfied in real life, but people were so hungry to just sit on their computers and their phones and just get a little break from life. So that's how we started out. And I think as, you know, the ebb and flow of safe travel went on and off during the summer, you know, we focused on domestic cities, ways you can visit cities in your own neck of the woods, so to speak, safely. And I think more than ever, people were looking at us as a resource because traveling is more complicated than ever in many ways and people want to do it more than ever in many ways so it certainly was an adjustment i mean personally it was really tough my partner is the executive travel editor of the website we love to travel it's it's just what we do weekend trips you know we try to get away as much as we love new york we try to get away as much as possible and you know we tried to think about what we would want it to do and we saw a lot of people going on road trips we saw a lot of people taking weekend trips instead of long vacations. So it was just really about thinking about what I want to do as a human being, as someone who loves travel, because I think that one of the cool things about this show and our website is I use Thrillist and people like to use Thrillist. I feel like we can tap into that really well. So I just went with my, you know, the, the easy question, the easy answer there is we just went with our guts and we just, you know, put out the kind of show that we wanted to listen to. And I think that's really important. And I think it steered us correctly, you know. But when you create this kind of content, when you focus on the travel vertical, at least as a big part of what you do with iHeartMedia and beyond, does it worry you on a fundamental level when the world moves into a thing like quarantine? Because you're like, we're not going to be with each other as much. We're not going to break out of our boxes as much. We're not going to see other places as much. And I imagine as a creator who writes a lot of content like this, who puts out a lot of content around travel, 
I don't want to lead the witness, but maybe it's triggering alarm bells for you that others wouldn't think of. That sense of exploration, of discovery, of learning new things just by being in places that you aren't from, all that gets shut down in quarantine. It's one of these, I think, really scary ripple effects of it. Does any of that go through your head too of like, man, travel is fundamentally important to us as people and that's going to go away for a little while. Are you thinking about that stuff too? We were at different stages during this whole thing. I mean, I, I don't need to tell you that. You, We all lived through it, right? And I think especially last summer, to hit on a point that you just mentioned, my favorite part of traveling is meeting new people and striking up conversation with strangers. I think that is the most beautiful and fundamentally great part of travel. I think what we saw, to your point, is last year, a lot of people were doing road trips with their family or their pod. So they were finding ways to explore new places, but not necessarily put themselves or anyone else at risk. I think that's one of the reasons why national parks, you know, became more populated than they ever have before with tourists, which, you know, kind of messes up the idea of being alone when you're at a national park that's more crowded than it ever has been. But that type of experience about, you know, having your core group, getting in a car, I think more families took road trips last year than they have, you know, maybe since my parents were kids. And I think that's a big part of it. It's like exploring the world, doing it safely, and maybe not having all of the benefits and all of the experiences that you would during quote unquote normal times, but finding a way to adapt, you know, going to places like the Grand Canyon, going to places like Yellowstone, going to Death Valley, where you can kind of be alone and be with your core group and be safe, but it's still experience the kind of travel that you want. Yeah, I mean, that's what goes through my head too, is I think it made travel more intentional for me. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure, I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. 
There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. I'm joined today by Nikki Akori, who leads our New York production team. Nikki, you have produced a ridiculous amount of the hits coming out of the iHeartMedia Podcast Network. What's your take on all this travel stuff? What would you ask, Will? I guess I would ask you, Will. I mean, from an editorial perspective, like in terms of like crafting the show and the episode, like what do you feel is the most important thing to consider when you're ideating a segment like you know like normally when we're producing a show and trying to figure out okay like what this show is like we'll map out okay like does it hit like these three pieces of criteria like is it going to make sense so like what do you use um in that respect yeah so you know my background is i was a staff writer at thrillist for years and i did food and travel and kind of the intersection there did a lot of domestic work you know writing city guides and things like that and when we do do a city guide, which is about half of our episodes, half of our episodes concentrate on, you know, bigger questions about travel or specific stories. And then half of them focus in on one city or region. And I think when we do focus on a city or a region or a place, it's incredibly important. You know, doing a guide to L.A. in 35 minutes is impossible. We could spend a week's worth of audio and not even scratch the surface. So for us, it's mostly about the people that are in those cities and what their experience in those cities is like and what makes that city fundamentally different from any other place in the world. And one of the ways we do that is we always try to make the show as diverse and inclusive as possible. And we try to connect to people with human stories and personal stories because, you know, we could rattle off a list of the best places in Thai town to visit in LA. But what we did is we had one of our excellent staff writers, Kat Thompson, go on a tour of Thai town with her mom. Um, she's of Thai descent and visit the places they went to when she was a kid and they had just come from Thailand. And that to me, I think that travel media and food media is still catching up with this idea of inclusivity and this idea that travel is for everyone. And Thrillist is no exception. I think that we're learning every day. I think that we've made great strides, you know, personally in telling diverse stories and inclusive stories. And that's really what we look at it when we come in from the top. It's, you know, what can we do that's different and what can we do that actually is surprising and is actually something that, you know, is not only rattling off a list of recommendations, but telling a story too, because I think that's really important. Yeah, no, 100%. I guess take us like into like the writer's room or in that like development room and how does sort of like the secret sauce, how does 
that happen? Yeah, I mean, I would love to say that we just pick a city and I'm so smart that I just know all this stuff about it, but that's not how it works. We have a really wide net of freelancers and employees and, you know, staffers and friends that really boots on the ground in all these cities. So, you know, let's say we are covering Washington, D.C., which we did last year. And we kind of talk about, you know, what are your preconceived notions of D.C.? And when we did that episode, it was funny because most of us are New York based around the East Coast. And so many of us had never even been to Washington, D.C. Like we have people that have been all over the world and no one had been to our nation's capital. And putting it out there, this is truly a show that I feel like it's a lot of me. You know, I, I might be like the primary voice there, but so many people at our company have touched this show and been on it and been behind the scenes. It's it's truly a work of so many hands. And I love that about that. So that's how we approach. And we just talk to people. We'll call friends. I'll make like phone call appointments with people that I don't even really know. And just say, you know, like you grew up in Austin your whole life. What should we talk about? Do you have like a favorite episode that you've done? So... I have a couple that I, I mean, I love all of them. There's some that I think are really fun. We did, I think our second episode of last season, it wasn't city-based or actually our third, I should say. It was about famous houses, houses that you recognize from, you know, films or TV shows and the kind of cult of personality (laughs) that gravitates around them. And most interesting to me, the positives and negatives of living in those houses. We did a big kind of investigative segment about this woman who bought the house from the Goonies. I don't know if you are familiar with the film, The Goonies. I am. No? Oh, okay. <laughs> you were like, I your head. I was like, you have to be. No, I'm shaking my head because I already feel bad for this lady. <laughs> oh my God. So the town is Astoria, Oregon, and it's a beautiful town in its own right. Great beach town. We write about it as, you know, this is a hidden gem on the Oregon coast. This yeah. woman bought the house because it's on the beach. If you remember the movie, it's a beautiful I house. Totally, I have like a visual yeah. of this house and I'm feeling increasingly bad for this lady. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you should because she bought it because she loved the house. And they started having these big reunion anniversary celebrations in Astoria for the Goonies. And every year, I mean, I'm telling you, tens of thousands of people would show up for this. And the woman herself wouldn't talk to anyone, wouldn't talk to the press. But I talked to some of her neighbors and the stories are just like, People knocking on the door at 5 a.m., people uh, urinating in her flower bed, people like an RV drove off the cliff by her driveway. I mean, so (laughs) it also connects with something that we try to do every episode. And it's like, you know, it's front loaded with something that's interesting. It's front loaded with I want to hear about this town and I want to hear about this house that I know. But also, you know, what is the greater point? What are we trying to say here? And in that episode, we were kind of trying to say, you know, these tourist attractions are great. Everyone wants to go and see the Goonies house. But like. Think about what you're doing. Be a conscientious traveler. And that's so important to us because in each of our episodes, we want to give picks on things to do. We want to tell cool stories, but we also want to draw a bigger point about travel and what that Where, really where are you from originally? I was born in Pittsburgh, which is a great okay. city. We're planning on covering it this season. It was a great weekend trip. But I grew up in New Jersey, in Springsteen country, Jersey Shore. And Nikki, where did you grow up? I also grew up in New Jersey, South okay, Jersey. Really? Yeah, what town? Uh, I grew up in Red Bank. Okay, I was yeah. south, so I grew up in Medford, which is very okay. close to Philly. So as a, as a non-New Jerseyan, help me out, Will. Like, do an Explorer Redux episode on New Jersey. Oh, man. <laughs> I, you know... Put you on the spot. New Jersey is a small state, but I have to say, you know, I grew up... 10 minutes this way was the beach. 10 minutes that way was 
a horse farm <laughs> and like, you know, a, like literal farms. New Jersey is called the Garden State for a reason. I think a lot of people drive down the parkway and they see the back of Giant Stadium and a lot of oil refinery plants. But New Jersey is so beautiful. It's so welcoming. This is a cliche, but just every stereotype you've heard about it is probably wrong. The people are friendly. It's a beautiful place. It's a great place to grow up. I mean, I went to the beach every day in the summer when I was a kid. So I would say to do an episode about New Jersey, you couldn't, you'd have to narrow it down. Like Nikki mentioned South Jersey. I'm from what you would call Central Jersey. There's North Jersey, there's the shore. Each of those probably warrants its own at least half an hour show because there's so much to do there. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billings, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. When you talked about New Jersey and your favorite episodes and stuff like that, is there a spot in the world that you feel like is the best kept secret of the world? Like when we all open back up, we can all travel very freely and no worries again. Is there a place you like, just trust me, go to this place that you've never heard of? Does that ring a bell? It's a constant debate with me, with everyone on our website. We want to tell people the best places to go, but also we don't want to ruin our favorite <laughs> <laughs> But 
No, I would say, you know, we talked about everyone is always looking for this hidden place, this place where like nobody knows about and you want to go there. For me, I more like telling people places that are just overlooked. I mentioned Washington, D.C., and I, I don't mean to bring up the same place again, but like I said, it's it shocked me how few people that I know that live hours away haven't been there. And it's such a great bar town. It's such a great restaurant town. And obviously there's a lot of culture and museums. I would say on an international level, it's definitely not a well-kept secret, but Mexico City is a place that is so close to us. I think a lot of people have the wrong idea about what to expect there. And I've never heard of anyone go to Mexico City, come back and be like, that was just okay. Everyone comes back, raves about it, books another flight. I mean, in terms of booking an affordable Airbnb right in a neighborhood you want to be in, in terms of a ton of bars and absolutely world-class restaurants that are basically a lot cheaper than in New York and you're getting a lot more. So it's, I mean, that's a place that I always would recommend someone if they've never been, because I think it blows most people away. Who you are and what the podcast is, is like, it's talking to people and having them like share their stories about these like wonderful places and people being able to like see these places through their lens. And so like you're having a ton of conversations with like a bunch of, you know, amazing people, I guess, is there like certain conversations or people that just like really, really stood out in this process and kind of like changed the way you thought about a place? I would say that my favorite interview of last season, we did an Austin episode and I talked with Dan Rather, who um, needs no further explanation. He's one of my personal heroes and talking to him, especially at that time. So this was, you know, October last year, like really still in the throes of the pandemic right before election season and having his perspective, not only about how Austin has changed and what it's gone through and what it's like now, as opposed to when, you know, he was a younger man and raising a family there. What he talked about in terms of America and how Americans travel. And, you know, it kind of goes back to the connection point that I was making before, just about this idea of all of us having common ground and about travel supporting that. And when you go around the country and even around the world, you do realize that people are more alike than they are different. And it does take that face-to-face meeting so many times to make that point shine through. So, I mean, talking to him just about that really profound stuff and then also if he prefers Lone Star over Shinerbach, like just, yeah, yeah, it was just amazing. And he is such a legend and just being able to talk to him, period, was just so special. And he's just, you know, I'll remember that forever, honestly. Yeah. I mean, travel is such like the ultimate unifier, right? Yeah. Wait, I have another quick question. I was listening to that episode with Sammy Hagar and Guy Fieri. And after it, you guys are like, we're all friends. We're all friends. Like, are you guys still friends? (laughs) Is that Um, in fact true? (laughs) So, I have to say, like, you know, doing this job and being a writer, you do get to meet and interact with people like that, people that you you know because they're famous. Those two, I would say particularly Guy, were some of the nicest, most welcoming, friendly people I've ever encountered on this job. And yeah, he offered to send me shoes, Guy Fieri, after a <laughs> conversation. That's and awesome. I gave him my address and he followed through. So I don't know if we're friends. But, uh, but you have a new pair of shoes. I have a new pair of shoes. <laughs> the guy sent you shoes. I mean, I, that doesn't indicate <laughs> friendship. I don't know what. Your yeah. official Thrillist bio says that you're you're a writer, yes, but also, and I'm quoting, kind of air quoting, passionate doer of other stuff. Just real quick, what's some of that other stuff? And can you do more travel? Because we like that a lot. But what's some of that other stuff? Oh, uh, you know, I never thought that uh, someone would read that out loud to me. Now I think I'm going to change it. You got me, got him. <laughs> I mean, I have a lot of interest. I play guitar. I love to read and write. I really do. That's kind of what got me into all of this. 
And I would say, you know, come, going back to our national parks discussion, one of the people that has gotten really into visiting national parks and doing hikes and that more outdoorsy stuff for the past couple of years is me. I just got back from Jackson Hole, Wyoming, where I spent a few days in Grand Teton. And that aspect of travel has really come out in me for the past mm -hmm. few years, in the past few years, I should say. So yeah, I like to awesome. play sports. I like to walk around New York. I love New York. I love to experience some um, bars and the restaurants here, but I'm going to update that. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that, you're like, that's coming out now. <laughs> but one of the things you do obviously now is podcasting, right? Like why this medium? Why have you chosen this medium? And I can close on this question, but we love yeah. the medium. It's what Nikki and I do every day, all day. We make a bunch of podcasts. We love it. I guess I'll ask it in a slightly different way. Is there something special about this medium where when you make it, when you get feedback from listeners, that it feels a little bit like, wow, podcasting is kind of special. Well, you know, when I was younger, I listened to the radio a lot. I listened to audiobooks a lot. So I do kind of have this affinity for the theater of the mind, so to speak. And one thing just from a creative perspective that I love about podcasting is, you know, I think, like I said, I come from a background as a writer, as a staff writer. And right now, my official role within the company is I am a senior development producer on the video team. So I work on the video side and I've helped us kind of adapt our brand to what we want Thrills Video to do. And for me, something really interesting that I picked up early in the process is this medium is kind of like a perfect marriage for me between the written word and some of the things I love about making videos, like being able to add music, being able to add effects and just like hear the voices of the people we're interviewing, but you know, structuring a story and writing funny, maybe sometimes profound lines and scattering that with, you know, those within. It's a great combination of the two mediums and it kind of brings out what I love most in both of them. So I really love telling stories through audio. I feel like even during the pandemic, I would take super long walks, listen to my favorite podcasts and that really kept me sane. So it was an interesting switch, but we all love it. This is really the first podcast we've worked on as a team at Thrillist. And we just had so much fun. You know, this is such a cliche and it sounds stupid, but this part of my job does not feel like work. We have so much fun doing this and we have so much fun talking to people and exploring these places, either through my kitchen or actually going there. So yeah, I hope that answers your question, but yeah. It's an awesome answer. And, and I really, look, we are super excited. We're very grateful for the partnership with Thrillist. We're really grateful to be able to work with you, Will. Yeah, I'm very, very excited for the new season of Explorers. Everybody should be. You should binge seasons one through three and check out the new one when it comes in uh, in the fall in October, I think. But yes, I think this content's really cool, period. But like right now in the world we're in, I actually think travel content is more important than ever because you might not be able to go there in person this week or this month or this season. And, and I'm hopefully wrong, but I think it makes it more important than ever. So I, I really do appreciate you hanging out with me and Nikki and letting us ask you a few questions like this. Well, thank you very much. Definitely. Thank you, Connell. Thank you, Nikki. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. It's been an awesome 30 minutes. We will see you next week for another session <laughs> of the iHeart Podcast webinar speaker series. Stay well. Podversations is a production of iHeartRadio. You can find more from the biggest names in podcasting on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today.